Hi, Matt. My name is Peter Doyle, and I'm the CEO and Managing Director of Evolve Power Limited. Uh, Peter, well, you, this is all news to me because last time we spoke, um, obviously, at Montem Resources, Cold Project, um, ASX sort of took issue with the sort of uh, some of the things that were going on up there in Alberta. Give me an update. Why, why Evolve? What's happening? Yeah, sure, Matt. Well, um, so yeah, what a journey uh, how, how we've been on. So we were progressing quite nicely through 2018 through 2021, restarting um, a series of coal mines here in Alberta. Unfortunately, regulatory um, change impeded that to the point where we, we decided it was no longer worth the risk to keep investing in that. And in fact, we got stopped on all assets uh, except for the Ted Mountain Mine. We're now, unfortunately, in a legal battle uh, with the Albertan government to to, uh, to reclaim some of those losses, um, and they're significant. Uh, that's a that's a a series of of court dates that are coming up, um, and that'll play out. Uh, in the meantime. We took the Ten Mountain Mine and we turned it into something else. Um, it's a- okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about that in a second. So I, I, I need to deal with this. We haven't spoken in a while, right? So Albertan government have stopped you from developing your coal assets in Alberta. Not just you, but I, I get there's, there's, there's a bunch of um, coal companies is saying, no, no coal production in Alberta. And that's and that's that's come from where? I mean, how, how, long, how long ago did you, were you first made aware that that might be the case? Uh, and what was driving that? Yeah, okay. It was a series of steps that the government, the the Albertan government, made in uh, in 2021 and 2022. Um, early in 2022, I think it was February, um, they put a moratorium on any more work on our assets in Alberta um, and everybody else's, except for for they designated four projects of which we owned one that we could have continued. However, in the preceding that. Um, the project next to ours, owned by Riversdale Resources, uh, um, the Reinhardt Mining Group, had been uh, stopped in what they were doing in applying for a mine. And we got uh, designated by the federal government to undertake a review under um, <clears throat> a piece of legislation that they had in place at the time that's subsequently been found by the Supreme Court of Canada to be unconstitutional. So a quagmire of of regulatory change, disruption, and uh, ultimately, we're really better beneficial, I suppose, of of uh, of what we owned. We we have a unique set of assets in that we own a bunch of land um, on an on an that is an old mine site at Tent Mountain, and we can do something else with, it, and that's what we've chosen to do. Right. Okay. And, and we will get onto that. I promise you. So at, at the at the moment, your course of action, your decision has been to. Get after the Alberta provincial government for some compensation for loss of potential earnings, loss of potential market value or, or, or sale value. Is that is that the gist of it? I mean, yeah, absolutely. So we, we're we're sort of fairly unique. Um, some of our other assets outside of Tent Mountain were freehold coal, um, and that's very historical that's been in freehold uh for nearly or over 100 years in some cases it's a large amount of hard coke and coal on rail you know that stuff's valuable um we also have a large amount of leasehold coal uh as i said before there's a moratorium on on doing any of those uh, of using that um so we've launched a, a legal claim against the government um for several 
billion dollars uh, of of lost assets. So they they have effectively taken our assets. Uh, we can't use them. Um, and uh, yeah, we want to be compensated for that. Okay, so several billion. That, 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 that's a that's a big number, um, presumably. But you're also going up against government who will take their time and in no rush. Um, and it's going to cost you money to kind of go through a legal process. Um, are you working independently with that, or are you going in with Reinhardt and, and others to get after the government as a collective? I mean, how's it working? Yeah, look, it's complex, but we are independent. We remain independent um, as different groups. There, there are four companies that I know of that, are, that have launched legal action against the government, and it's actually quite advanced now. Um, there is a there's a process to go through. Um, witness statements are, are being are being made, and and uh, by February next year, they'll be they'll be heard by the the um, the court uh, appointed judge. Um, it's hard to say where all that's going, Matt. You no, know, we're doing our best. We're we're funding that currently through shareholder funds. Um, we are seeking to separate our two assets uh, or our two asset classes and fund the coal separately. Um, so fund the coal litigation separately to the okay, well, I was, I was going to get to that because that that is going to, you know, time is money and all of that sort of stuff, and lawyers aren't 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 cheap. So, it, it between now and you said next February when there'll be a court hearing, your 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 case will be heard. Yeah. Oh, look, it's got a long way to go beyond that, Matt. That's just the okay. initial. That's just the initial. Um, evidence that has to be produced at that point. But so how do you finance it? We'll, we'll come to the hydro in a second, I promise. That's the exciting bit. But how do you finance a long, drawn-out process like that without you know, going and tearing through shareholder money and going back to the shareholders and say, hey, give me some more money, we've got this court. Yeah, so it feels like the only winners are lawyers in that case, right? Well, I think that our shareholders ultimately will be saying, you know, our case will be right. We've had our assets taken from us. So there is compensation. There is valid compensation to be paid there. Um, we would like the government to to see the sense in in compensating us earlier rather than later. But um, as I said, it's a legal claim, and, and these things take a process. So how do we fund it? Right now, as I said, we're funding it with with, um, with shareholder funds. As you know, we're we're launching a pre IPO um, funding uh, package right now, a placement to to sophisticated investors, and part of those funds will go to paying that legal action through February, uh, March, and then we'll reassess that. There is uh, funding available to the company. Um, we've worked really hard with several litigation funders. Uh, we have multiple offers that we're assessing and negotiating right now um, with spe- specific litigation funding um, companies that, that offer this uh, both here and uh, in the International Court of Arbitration, and we're considering that. And as I said, we, we sort of want to see uh, how the evidence plays out between now and February, and then and then if the government acts, and and then if not, we'll uh, we'll reassess how we're going to do that. In the meantime, we will split our two asset classes, and we will we'll fund separately the power and the car. Okay, I appreciate you can't say much. So you could, there are some options on the table in terms of, around financing, and obviously sure. we've heard of some of these mechanisms before. And you've got to believe the board has got to believe, shareholders have got to believe that there's a there's a value. You're going after them for for the Alberta provincial government for several billions. You'll have to get to a number, but they, I, I, I suspect they won't be going for the higher end of that. Uh, they'll, but there will be a number which, if you are successful in your case, and there is a number paid up by 
the Alberta provincial government. How does that work for existing shareholders? Yeah. You're about to split the two companies up. Yeah, so the, the this funding raise right now will be the last time that, that shareholders can invest in the company in both assets at the same time. Um, subsequent to this, uh, this raise, we will then separate the two entities and um, effectively ring fence at that time the the shareholders in in the power and in the in the coal company and then separately go and raise capital how how we can for each asset class. Um, for power, we're gonna we're gonna IPO the business on a TSX fee. We'll get to talk about that. For coal, um, we'll assess that at the time. But but ultimately, the shareholders will 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 um, if we win. A, a legal battle, or if we settle a claim, then those at this time the board considers that those um, those funds should be distributed to uh, to share. Okay, okay. I guess I appreciate it's a difficult one at this time. Um, does that mean that you would then, if you did, if you were successful and you were paid and agreed to uh, agreed to a certain amount and you were paid that amount, you distribute that to shareholders? Would you then close that ASX? company down? Would that be the end Correct. of it? Correct. So we're no longer right. listing the ASX, but it's a public Australian company with, with several hundred shareholders. Those yeah. those shareholders are, are, uh, are waiting to see the outcome of this legal battle. And um, right. okay. yeah, some of them have invested in the company subsequent to us announcing that we're changing to the power and, um, and we'll want to chase that. And others just are interested in the coal and, and the existing assets and, and whatever compensation will be paid ultimately. Okay. Well, let, let, let's, let's park that up for now because obviously I'm, I'm hopefully you'll come back on and as, as things develop and, and get into a bit more detail for us. So let's move to Evolve. Is it? It's going to be listed on TSXV. It's a um, you know pumped hydro energy storage project with industrial battery storage as well. So you're going to go yeah. to... to Two lines of um, revenue um, there potentially. So, where are you with that? You've been working on it for some time now. So, where have you got to? Yeah, so we've been investing in that really for a couple of years now. Um, and in the middle of last year, so so July August 2022, we produced the first really solid study on on the pump hydro business at, at Mountain, and it proved to be really quite um, exciting and valuable. It also came with a pretty hefty price tag to develop it. And so we went to the market to sell uh, a part of that and to gain a partner. And we successfully did that in April this year. We we closed a, a sale of 50% of that business to Transolder Corporation. Transolder are, are one of Canada's largest power companies. They're the incumbent hydroelectricity producer in Alberta. Um, and there uh, they've stepped in as the as uh, you know a highly credentialed and and, and capable partner with us to run that project so we uh we're 50 50 joint venture or, or partnership in that they're running it uh we're very excited to have them as a partner and and over the next couple of years they'll finish the engineering get the permits and and uh go to a final investment decision in fact last week we had up on site um ministers from the government of alberta surveying the site with transolder and us uh, we had some very senior members of um, the closest uh, First Nation, the Bagani Nation, uh, sent some senior councillors and elders up to to survey the site, as well as the local council on the mayor. Um, it was a great day on on the hill uh, to see what we're doing. We've been very active up there this summer, completing the requisite um, 
geotech drilling and and uh, seismic surveys. Quite ironic that we're up there drilling, and uh, the first hole that we that we drilled for uh, for where the power station's going is we of course hit coal. Um, but nevertheless, that um, that that program's done. Transalter uh, are uh, in the marketplace now, securing the the relevant engineering firms to uh, take that project forward, and uh, talking to the OEMs on the turbines. And uh, it's moving along quite fast, actually, uh, for a large infrastructure project. We're very, very excited about its potential, um, and we've learned a lot as a as a small, nimble company here in in Calgary, Alberta, about what this electricity market is, and it's quite unique. And that set us up for our next business uh, that we're uh, that we're investing in right now. It's nascent; it's it's early days, but we're very very excited about the potential. And what that is is energy storage again. So we're we're buying electricity cheap, we're selling it high. Um, <clears throat> there's a number of other uh, revenue streams that come with energy storage for grid stability. And the unique thing about Alberta is is that it is the only uh, electricity um, grid in in Canada and indeed one of the only two in North America that is fully sort of deregulated and commoditized. So it's an energy only market. You produce power and sell it in five minute increments and that creates volatility. And that volatility affords the opportunity to store that power, buy when it's cheap, sell it when it's high and uh, and play that arbitrage and make money doing it. Okay, so so with, with with the the deal that you say so we want to talk about the, the the deal with Transalta. So that that involved like 25, 25 million bucks in <laughs> in upfront and stage payments. It's going to get you through a a, a process. It's going to take you to, to which point? Where's that? Well, that that so so we we sold it for a head fifty percent for a headline price of just short of twenty five million Canadian. So twenty four right. point million. We paid they paid a seven point seven million on closing of the deal in April. And we reinvested those. We we paid out some um, existing from the original deal that we did when we bought the assets in 2016. We had to pay the original loans. Uh, we've done that, and then we we reinvested the rest of that money back into the project. Um, the next series of payments come on milestones uh, that we expect in 2025, um, and we have to invest half of the of the requisite funds between now and the end of 2025 into 2026 to get to a final investment decision with Transalta. Um, that'll be predicated on locking in locking in the cost um, and getting a, a EPC contractor on board and selling most likely selling the first um, tranche of the project's life of its power through a power purchase. Um, those things that will be negotiated in the future, once costs are costs are known, um, and locking in revenue certainly will allow that project to be financed. Right, because so, what I'm what I'm working towards is trying to work out what type of company I would be investing into. So sure. obviously, the pump pump hydro energy storage uh, project in terms of you know t- t- pumping water up up a hill at you know a certain part of the day and then um, letting it run run back down and and cre- creating that energy to sell into into the market. It, I get it, but you've given away fifty percent of the company, or sold fifty percent of the company. Yeah, here. We, we didn't give it Once away. you get to inve- investment decision, you're going to have to raise the capital for that through and fund it however you want. I'm trying to work out how much will you be left with with of that project, and what's that potentially worth to you versus the the learnings from that? Can you replicate it elsewhere? And then you're talking about a new 
bit of technology and a new product here in this in the shape of this um ba- you know industrial battery storage uh, as well it's like what's the end game for you what, what type of company are you trying to create here this isn't like a one-off project i hope no not at all that so so we're an energy storage project i mean company we're a project and a company we're, we're one project and, and more to come and I'll, I'll explain that in a minute with the battery storage you you sort of ask can it be replicated yes pump hydro projects can be built around the world but they're, they're, each one is is quite unique to its particular geography and and its electricity market uh the the pump hydro energy storage at ted mountain is unique because of its existing um geography and geomorphological assets like it's an old coal mine that hasn't has a large body of water high up in the rocky mountains with no fish and it's eight kilometers to connect it to the electricity grid that is unusual and therefore it's valuable how valuable is it well, Transon were only willing to pay $25 million for the first 50%, but we expect the value of our project pre-construction to be a significant multiple of that number. Um, once together as a team, we spend another uh, $20 or so million dollars on developing it up to, to financial close. Um, at that point, the company will make a decision as to whether or not it wants to own it and build it or it wants to sell it. Um, and and that'll be a decision for for our board in a future in a couple of years time. Um, at that point, as I said, we think that that'll be a significant multiple of that existing twenty five million price tag on the first fifty percent because of risk. Right? It's it's now completely de risked. You've got an EPC locked in on cost. You've got a PPA locked in on revenue. Um, we're now talking to pension funds about what the value is. In the meantime, as a business, we are developing. A uh, what we believe is well, one, it's very exciting, and and two, it's it's incredibly opportunistic and and has a large capacity to grow fast on deploying industrial scale batteries to industrial loads that are chewing up electricity at a, at a rate of a million dollars or more a month, and we can significantly reduce their cost of electricity by installing a battery, <clears throat> running their power. Um, system so so buying and selling electricity for them and leveling that price right but here's a question two minutes ago you're doing coal and now you're you're battery experts i mean what what gives you the right it's to not, say that you're going to be capable of doing this sure it's not two minutes ago it's it's happened over two years and and as a company we've had to develop those capabilities so we've we've um, retained some significant experts here in uh in Alberta, we have uh, been joined on the board by our um, Chief Development Officer, Will Bridge, who you met uh, met here a few months ago. Um, Will has, has put together a really strong team of power experts here in Alberta. We've got both capability in-house now through that retained contractor model of, uh, of people who've, who've run trading floors on electricity before, who've built these things uh, for large electricity companies and are out on their own. Um, and joining with us to to create this company, it, it's fair to say. Like, why do you guys have the capability to do it? One is we're we're buying that capability, and two is the opportunity is extraordinary. Like, uh, electricity prices have doubled here in the last three years, um, and the volatility is uh, is growing, and it's growing because they'd switched off coal fired power. No one has the uh, gumption to build uh, new gas-fired power stations because the federal government is is 
pushing them out of the market really with their with their carbon pricing. So we've got we've taken away baseload power here in Alberta and they're replacing it with with renewable power. And renewable power is is whilst it's great um, and and benefits all of us in in that it, it it doesn't create carbon dioxide, it does create volatility. So it's only on when the wind's blowing and the sun's shining, and it's off. And it, there there is the opportunity right there in storing that power. And that's what this business is setting up to do. When will you be able to give us a, a sense of the size of the opportunity? Because clearly scale matters all the time. Economics matter all the time. Sure. How long before you can, you can give us yeah. a sense of that? So, so the, 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 the point in the market that we're, we're targeting is that sort of 10 to 20 megawatt battery. So somewhere around 25 to $30 million deployment. There are 200 million, uh, there are 200 uh, identified um customers at the moment we're negotiating with four of them um we hope to sign the first MAE before the end of the year uh from those four customers and, and sometime next year be buying our first battery um we're sort of technology ag- agnostic if you like it's, it's not about the technology of a new battery or anything else we will use uh, most likely lithium-ion batteries um from a from a big name plate supplier to start this business <clears throat> and the key for us is that that commercialization of this of this idea is taking our trading group and our engineering group um, and finding that first customer. And, and as soon as that first customer starts, we believe we can we can triple that within the first two years. And in fact, by the time we reach a, a investment decision on the pump hydro, we believe the battery business will be more valuable than the pump hydro. So it's that kind of business, um, Matt. I, I reckon. We're selling this pre-IPO at around about seven eight million Canadian total market cap, and I believe we're uh, we're a ten bagger within two years. Okay, and so if people are interested in this, where can they get that information? Uh, they can contact the company directly um, at info at evolvepower.ca. Uh, they can contact me directly, um, uh, uh, or we can we can put a link up on the uh, up on the website to uh, to get that. We we have uh, we've already got a significant contribution to this pre-IPO. It's um, we're raising one point five million dollars at five cents Canadian. Uh, the existing major shareholders and the board um, have all pitched in already, and we've covered half of that. Um, Canaccord Genuity here in Calgary are um, are our lead manager of that pre-IPO, and indeed will be the lead manager of our IPO. Um, and we expect to be ready. We're going to put this to a shareholder vote to split the two assets at the end of November. Um, we expect that to be carried, and uh, our, our major shareholders are certainly very eager for it to happen. Um, and we've been in contact with all our shareholders to let us know that this is coming. Uh, we're opening this up, I guess, to, to new sophisticated investors if they want to have a look at a, a pure play renewable energy company that's um, that's moving really rapidly to to commercialization um we think that the we're we're selling really good value at this pre-ipo number and um and i expect that the ipo will be priced significantly higher 